This is Seba, the Southern Fried Witch, and this is episode 27. I have been sick as hell. What is this, two weeks later, I reckon, and I am still struggling for my voice. I have no idea what this was (laughs) at all. I will tell you that it was an upper respiratory infection and that I've never felt this way. However... I'm on the way up, and I have a little bit of a voice today, so maybe by next week I'll be completely there. I just couldn't leave y'all for a second run, so here I is. I'm going to tell y'all right now, I can hear my voice, and I am struggling, so if the quality of that is going to get on your nerves, you might want to go ahead and just skip this episode. I ain't going to get my feelings hurt. I'll see you next week. It's okay. All right. For anybody left standing, let me tell you how we're doing. We still have chickens in the damn house. Ugh, y'all. I love my husband, and I'm so glad that he's trying so hard to make me the perfect extra chicken coop. But somewhere along the line, he got too busy making it perfect, and I got chickens up my ass. (laughs) <laughs> and and they need to go, okay. So yesterday I came into my podcast room where I've got five that I'm growing out. And I don't know if y'all are old enough to know what Gremlins was, but if you do remember, as I neared the door, I heard the strangest cackling out of my young chickens. It wasn't a normal cackle. It was sort of the kind of sound you hear when your three or four-year-olds get too quiet and you get to that door and you can kind of hear them snickering and kind of cackling to themselves and you damn straight know that life is going to change when you open that door. You know what I'm saying? You don't even know if you want to know. Maybe you could just shove some food underneath the door and just walk away. Don't do that. That's child abuse. (laughs) You get the idea. That's the sound I heard. And I couldn't understand what in the world it could be, but I had a sinking feeling. It does look as if I had fed my chickens after midnight, y'all, because I opened that door. And you know that scene in Gremlins where they're all over the kitchen and they're being crazy. And then later at the bar, they're like on a stripper pole and smoking a cigarette. Well, that's what was going on in this room. Those chickens had found a way to pop their little wire lid off, and they were everywhere, and they were a-partying, okay? I had one on top of my MacBook Pro. Y'all, I'm so glad it did not shit on my keyboard, because if it had, if I would have thrown it away. I'd have thrown it straight in the trash. There was poop everywhere. There was poop on my couch. I was mad as fire. And then there was this one that was like, no. No, I'm not going back. No. And he would fly around the room, you know, as much as chickens can fly. When he landed on my besom, 
<laughs> that I had propped up against the wall. And that's finally what I used to get him back into his box. So, dumb chicken didn't expect the witch to show up. And all this leads to more mayhem than I could shake a stick at, honestly, because then I noticed my beautiful kitty cat, my pain-in-the-ass boy. I thought at first when I saw it, because I didn't know what I was looking at, that he was losing his eyes. I don't even know. Like something had knocked him darn straight in the head and had knocked his eyeballs to the right and left because there was this clear white membrane covering a third of his eyes. And I want to tell y'all right now, I was today years old when I found out, now y'all hold on to something and go ahead and laugh at me, that cats have a third eyelid. Today years old. I called my vet and I said, my, my kitty is done. <laughs> something has done knocked him in the head. <laughs> they were like, oh honey, he is allergic to something. And his eyes are trying to protect himself. And is there anything in the house that could be causing this? And yes, yes, there is. There's chickens like everywhere. They're in the filing cabinet. They're in the bathroom when you pee. They look at you. They're in the kitchen in a dog kennel. Y'all, come save me from my damn self. So... He's going to go on into the vet anyway to make sure there's nothing else wrong with him. But basically, they said get rid of the chickens. And hopefully, that beautiful coat my husband is making will be indeed complete by weekend. Also, I don't know how long it's been raining here. It feels like it's been raining here for a year. Every time I go outside, it's just sog. So we really do need for that to quit. But today I wanted to talk to y'all about something that I have to be careful of how I present it to you. Apparently some YouTubers are being uh, kindly censored right now, or at least demonetized, if they allude directly to a certain thing going around. Even if you use code words, apparently they're being demonetized. Now I don't have any sponsors yet. But I don't want to be causing any trouble. So I'm not going to speak directly to this thing. But I am going to talk around it. Because if you're listening to this podcast, that means you are a human. And that means that you are probably at least a little bit worried about, let's call it the state of things. And I wanted to specifically talk to witches today. And here we go. I was on the phone last night with my dear friend, Jamie, and we were talking about what I really wanted to do for this podcast, and I was afraid a little bit to say what I really think, but y'all know there's no point in doing a podcast if you're afraid, so we ain't going that route. Let's start with this. Have y'all ever just been just rocking right along with your witchy little lives and doing all the normal witchy little things, you know, celebrating holidays, keeping your altar kind of nice, following all your witch friends on the internet, and then something really horrible happens? Now, I don't know if all of y'all are like me, but I'm super fallible, so I'm only speaking to those fallible witches. And you suddenly realize, well, shit, 
I forgot I'm a witch. I didn't cast for myself. Does, this, does that happen to y'all? It's like this huge witch's duh. And you're like, well, well, fuck. I completely did not work to help myself. You know, I've always said that it's really important to remember to witchify every damn thing. Now, we've talked about that. It's practically a t-shirt. Actually, it is a t-shirt. Go buy it on my store. But I think what we forget is that the craft is not just for some of the things that we automatically would turn to it for. Let's be honest. You know, we know lots of witches, perhaps we've done it ourselves, where we use the craft for revenge. Yeah, not our best look, is it, y'all? It isn't. But it happens, and let's stop pretending that it doesn't. Or putting out that love thing and trying to get someone's attention or money. You know, these things are sort of the kind of stuff that we usually look for. But witchcraft is not just for a rainy day. It really isn't. And I think we kind of get the rust on our athames, if you will, when we're not using it, at least in some sort of reverent manner throughout all of our ups and downs. And to witchify every damn thing means to remember something kind of big. And that is that, well, y'all, we can affect big things too. Okay? Now, I don't mean that it's like that show Bewitched from our childhoods where we can just do-do-do-do-do wrinkle our noses and get everything we want. It doesn't work that way. But I've known stories of witches coming up against a, let's say, political candidate. I've known stories of witches trying to come together to end war. I'm right now kind of throwing out the call of how many of us are working to hmm, dispel, if you know what I'm saying, this current crisis. And because I'm watching what I say, I don't mean the political one. Although it has political leanings. I mean the human crisis. Let's all stay healthy. You know what I'm saying? What is it about us that we completely panic sometimes and act like civilians? We're not civilians. Oh my God. We're her children. We're the grandchildren of those they couldn't kill. We walk in clover lots under our feet. The moon knows our name. Honey bunnies, we might could do something here. And the more I talked to my friend Jamie about this, I kept thinking about how I bless water, okay? But I'm not the only one. Lord, y'all, Catholic priests make water holy by blessing it. And what do we call water? Usually we call it a body of water, right? You think about that neat kind of phrasing, a body of water. What are we? We're bodies of water. And here we have this, I think I can get away with this word, crisis for bodies of water. And what are we doing? What are we doing? Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't prepare. In fact, I'm really saying the opposite of that. But there's a big difference between preparing and panicking. And we cannot forget we're witches, babies. We're witches. 
That's a powerful agent of change. So I kind of look at it like this. Worst case scenario, okay? No panic. Worst case scenario. Maybe I don't know when my last days on the earth are going to be. I'm in my 50s. Who knows? Does that mean I'm going to just throw my head down or maybe throw it back and wail? Wail and wail. Well, probably I'm going to wail a little bit, y'all, because I really do hope for grandbabies. I really do. And I could not be crazier about being alive some days, you know? Sometimes I just go outside and I see the pear tree is starting to bud here. And I hear the tree frogs starting to croak. And damn, I think I even love the cicadas, even though they can be a pain in my ass. And I just fall in love with the earth over and over. Just drives me to tears. I'm feeling it now. How much I love all of it. It's just so goddamn beautiful. So I don't want to leave. But if I thought I was gonna, would I not still fight for life for the rest of y'all? Hell yeah, I would. I want y'all to see the trees. I want y'all to see the flowers. So to me, doing something really proactive, first of all, let me just stop right here. I'm so sorry for the quality of my voice. I just cannot not podcast. Okay, I love y'all. But... Being a witch, being one of, in my estimation, we're all different, but in my path, her daughter is a heavy responsibility. It's one that I really joyously accept. I get to do this? Really? I get to be in a deep personal relationship with trees? Dude, I mean, come on, y'all. I hit the jackpot. But as a good Southerner, I guess I've digressed. Let me round this back around that mulberry bush. So I bless water. It's something I do every time we have a ritual. And I'm sitting here the other day, and I'm going to be honest with y'all. I'm studying on, you know, the situation and a little bit worried about some things. Here I live in Alabama, and couldn't find any rubbing alcohol the other day, which I need because I've got chickens and I have to sanitize everything quite a lot. And I went, well, damn. And other people's panic can really force us to panic too. It's infectious as all hell. I wish other things were infectious, like love, but apparently right now it's panic. When I do bless my water, it comes from a well, a a beautiful well. And I can wash my hands and wash dishes and water the plants. And it just feels like water most of the time. And then I bless this stuff. And anybody who's ever been in one of these rituals can tell you that water completely changes. It just becomes this silky thing on your hands and for about 10 minutes after you pull them out of that blessed water your hands are so soft they're kind of tingling your whole body feels different it has transformed it truly has and I believe in blessing water so do a lot of our ancestors Uh, The Cherokee have a beautiful water song. You can do some Googling, looking around on that. 
And we happen to know for a fact that our voices and sound can transform water. It makes an impact. I don't have any research ready for y'all today. I'm sorry you'll have to do your own research, but there have been all kinds of studies where if you sing to water and frozen water will show you different crystals and different configurations from different vibrations. So we do know it's possible. Okay, so we know this. Science has spoken. And like I always tell baby witches, do you science? Because if you don't even science, we really can't talk. Science is magic. Magic is science. Come on, y'all. Get on the bandwagon. So if we know that water affects us, heals us, makes us whole, we're mostly water, And then we know that we can affect water by changing a lot of its composition. Then this is a deep relationship, isn't it? Yeah. Changes that whole body of water to something a little more poetic. You know, the Cherokee called um, rivers either long man or tall man. I get it. That makes sense to me. That's a body of water and it's long and tall. All right, so we've got that idea. We, we get it. Well, I'm in Alabama, and like, honestly, y'all, we need us an ark right now. Why am I not outside blessing that rain? Why? What connects us all? Water. Why am I not blessing that rain? Well, I'm telling you, because I'm sick, and I don't know if I want to bring that to the party, because that would be ironic, you feel me? However... As soon as I feel better, that is happening. That is. Maybe tomorrow. Cross your witch fingers. Here we go. But to me, that is a very proactive moment. By going out there and blessing the rain that's coming down, or going to a running creek, or gosh knows the ocean, right? And blessing as hard as we can bless, y'all. But not so much for yourself. Stay with me. You're part of a body of water. But blessing the whole situation to heal itself. To ask the earth for forgiveness for what we've done to it. And ask that water to please heal itself. And heal everything it runs through. Now I'm not saying that it's going to be this, you know, Walt Disney World commercial. Where all of a sudden this situation that we have going on is going to completely shift, but I am saying it can't hurt. And I don't know how many of us are trying. What a movement that would be. I'm really sick and I'm really tired, but y'all ought to come up with a day we all do this and I'd be down with that. I'd be down. My little country has to be standing out there with y'all at the same time because I do believe, I do believe in our magic. And I think that You know, over my life and over my time being a witch and everyone I've talked to, honestly, even when I've talked to Christians, it seems that the hardest part of faith is faith. (laughs) I don't know if you get what I'm saying, but there's always this little squiggle wiggle in the back of our heads wondering if it's really real. And I think that this is the kind of time for our planet That is the test of that. Fairly deep test. And I want to be even more honest with y'all. Let me tell you something. 
I'm reading headlines and I know people. I know people who work for the CDC. I'm good friends with a doctor. And just, I think, about four or five days ago, I let myself get in a state. Y'all understand what I'm saying? I got in a state. I had me a come apart. I remember waking up that morning and thinking just nothing but doom and gloom. Literally nothing was in me but doom and gloom. Concern for my babies, my children. Concern for my husband. You know, this deep wailing in my soul for the world. And I had to make a choice right then and there. Because it was taking away all of the good and all of the magic and all of this ethereal presentness that is all that really matters while we're here away from me. It was taking it. So I stopped it and I'm having to kick it in its ass every time it rises up, you know. Listen, chicken little, the sky is not falling. Pieces of it are, but it's going to heal one day. And even if I don't make it, a lot of people I love will. It's time to take that witchcraft to the damn streets, y'all. It's time to actually implement it in a deep way. You know, I've talked about my daddy before, and his being a cop, especially a long time ago when it meant something else, and and all, he told me to go ahead and protect everything and, and prepare as much as possible. And I've already discussed it, so I won't go in too deep in this podcast here. And I don't know which episode I did it in. But he said, you know, and put the alarm on your door and lock your windows and keep a light on, you know, when you're not around. All the things to prepare and protect yourself. Think it all through. Do the best you can with that. Ward, you know, pray, whatever. And then, oh, for crying out loud, oh, please listen to me about children. Then go back to living. You can't afford to lose this day. You can't afford to lose next week. You're still alive, damn it. And so, yes, it's worrisome. But if you've done everything you can do, if you've told everyone that you love how you feel, if you've washed your damn hands and listened to all of the professional advice, go back to living. That space in between preparing and the possibility or maybe even the reality of something really bad happening, that space in between Y'all, what the fuck? That's your life too. And it wasn't up for grabs. Don't let this kind of thing take that from you. Fight. Fight. This may seem a silly jump to y'all, but I've always loved horror. Yes, horror. When I was a little girl... My mother took me to the library, and I used to think she was taking us to the library because, or I think I used to call it library, I think a lot of us did, because she wanted to educate us, and I don't want to disparage that because she was such a not great mom to me, 
I feel like I can be a little unfair about the moments that she was a great mom. So here it is. I think it was 1975. Could have been 1976. So I can't be held to that. But she would take us to the library. And then she would instantly sort of just dump us. But this was the 70s, you know. And dump us off in that little kid part of the library. And... You know, the one they have like puzzles out and maybe that little slide along numerical colored block thing. And all the little kitty books were around and little tables and little chairs. So I was very grateful that my mother was into the library. But she would dump us and she'd go over to the magazine section. (laughs) I was a voracious reader. I know y'all are shocked. And so that meant that I had run through every damn thing they had in the kids' section. And then I'd run through the juvenile fiction. And I'd torn that to pieces. You know, Miss Bloom and I had a lot of conversations about little girls having periods. You remember that book? But at that point, I was done and I was curious. And I'll never forget it. Here it was, the 70s, and there was this window, and it was one of those long, tall windows, and it was fall. So back then, in the fall, there were crunchy leaves everywhere, and you'd wear a sweater. It wasn't all this crazy weather. And that window sort of demarcated the space between the juvenile section, and this is so funny. Adults do not pay attention. The horror adult section where all the scary books were. And a new book was on that bookcase. And the light from that window was just filtering right across it. You know, the way old library light looks in the 70s. Wish I could go back. And the book on the front was kind of scary. And the word was Carrie. Well, my little sister's name was Carrie, and so I thought, well, I'm going to go see what that is, and nobody stopped me, so I ran over there, and I got that book. I was 10 or 11, and I opened the front, and I looked in, and I went, and every word was delicious, and I went, I've got to get this book. I knew I couldn't rent an adult book, so I went back and I grabbed me up a bunch of Dr. Seuss or some such and kind of sandwiched Stephen King's Carrie in between. And then I went over to my mother and I said, Mom, do you have any books you want me to check out for you? I want to be a helper today and I'll check out your books too. And she was like, oh. And she threw a book that was on the table at me. And so it kind of looked as if I was doing it for her. And I got out of there with Carrie. And I promptly fell in love with Stephen King. I loved his protagonist. I absolutely loved the struggle between good and evil. But what I love the most about it is even if evil won. And I think we could argue that a couple of times in his books it did. At least it did once or twice. And even when evil won, our little hero or whatever would be so valiant about it, would be so brave about it, and wouldn't let the monster hear it beg for its life. 
And I remember growing up and thinking to myself, if my back was ever to a wall, and I was definitely going down, you know, your body will betray you. I might scream, but I would never beg. I reckon I would tell whatever force that was trying to get me to, to suck my dick. I would never do it. Because my last words on the way out of this planet are not going to be that. I reckon Stephen King taught me that. My, my daddy was all about it, too. He was a tough ass. He really was. He'd been a Jersey cop for so long. Married my southern mama. And we were all in shock with a damn Yankee up in the house. <laughs> and changed my views of damn Yankees. I love them. But anyhow, that's my take on this. I'm not trying to oversimplify. I promise y'all I'm not. I'm not saying don't worry. I'm saying somewhere in the space between being prepared and something really possibly happening. Don't lose that. Don't let this thing that we're all so worried about take that time. Find something beautiful to do in it. It may sound radical, but plant a damn tree because there's still life. There's still hope. There's still wonder. Don't let this take it away. Not for you, not for the person next to you. We are witches. We can affect change and we can make things beautiful. And sometimes in the dying of a light, that's the most beautiful moment. Y'all don't miss those things. And who knows? We're pretty fucking magic, y'all. Bless the rain. Bless the water. And bless everybody you don't know. Because right now it matters. We're a community. We're all a body of water. Bless that. And then so mope be that shit. As hard as you fucking can. And no, I'm not sorry about my language today. I'm sick. I'm almost 54 years old. And I'm kind of on my fuck off tour, if you know what I mean. I love y'all, but I'm not going to watch my language today. All right, that's enough. I feel like I'm starting to be preachy. And that can happen when you get older. I don't want to be that old girl. I also wanted to tell y'all that one of my followers is just amazing. She heard about me on That Witch Life podcast. And you know what's funny? She wrote to me and said that. And I said, oh my God, they gave me a shout out. And she was like, yeah, there was only one episode I've missed. And it was that episode. I don't remember now which one it was, but it was like the one they just did. Hold on. I think it was episode 27, and I just had listened to every damn thing they did because I'm crazy about them, and Courtney's just my jam. She's my spirit animal, and that was the one I'd missed. So y'all check them out, and I'm not going to tell you at what point in that episode they give me a shout out because y'all need to be listening to That Witch Life podcast. They are badass. Okay. All right. Anyway, she wrote to me and she said, I heard it on this and couldn't find you on anything. And I am on Facebook, y'all. Um, Seba the Southern Fried Witch. And it's, I need to do more stuff over there. But I am there. And then because of her and her kind words, 
I believe her sign-off name was Miri, M-I-R-I. But because of her kind words, I went and I looked and learned how to do an Instagram account. Y'all go ahead and laugh at me. I didn't know how to do one, so. But I do have one. Y'all can come follow me over there. I'm not doing a whole lot. Just popping a picture up every now and again. So I've got that going on. And while I don't have any intentions on showing my face, you can see my corn and my kitty cats and my chickens and occasionally a cool pair of chicken shoes. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I love y'all. And I hope that y'all do something super fucking positive this week in the way of affecting change. You know, bless you something, honey. It ain't just for blessing hearts. And thank you so much for putting up with me being sick. Hopefully I'll be more righteous next week and say a little bit more cool shit. But right now I am just exhausted and I did lose my voice completely last night. I think somewhere around the place I was telling off my husband. (laughs) I don't think he minds that too much. I'm just kidding. We were just play fussing. Anyway. That's all I got in me today. I love y'all and blessed be. See you next week. Y'all have been listening to the Southern Fried Witch Podcast. Come back around next week for a little bit more magic from the Deep South.